0: Hey, thanks Adam. thanks everyone. Um, is it good uh, Jensen okay good so there is an echo uh, Jensen okay so um, so my my topic for today is discipleship, and uh, you know you might have heard about discipleship at Lifehouse or about discipleship in Some other church, Um, or if you go online, and um, and you know you kind of Google discipleship, or or you go to Amazon and look for a book on discipleship, there is a ton of material available on discipleship, and and you know there's a lot of people have written about discipleship. Discipleship is kind of a buzzword in the church today, but but sadly uh, the church uh, you know does not ha- does not have a full understanding of discipleship uh, you know there is a lack of understanding of what discipleship is about and why is it important so today we will look at uh, you know some step by step you know we will will we'll have a we will follow a step by step approach we will look at discipleship we'll break it down but few few months back even i was not aware of discipleship uh, to the extent i'm aware of uh, now uh, you know the discipleship as a as a topic came up for discussion in one of our eldership meetings and and I I do not have a good understanding of discipleship so I went on a journey and I spent some time to to look at different books studied history and you know uh, scripture and then so a, a lot of what I'm sharing today comes out of that study and um, after uh, looking at discipleship for a few months, I can confidently say that discipleship, which, which Jesus modeled, is God's plan to reach and transform the world. Discipleship that Jesus modeled is God's plan to reach and transform the world. If you if you look at the large meetings, you know like large meeting meetings with, uh, with, you know, uh, with, with popular preachers. Uh, you know, th- those meetings are important, you know, and we should make time to attend those meetings. They have a purpose, they have a place. And also, in two weeks, we have Steve and Marcy Fish coming. It, and these apostolic visits are really important. And, you know, these have a place in the church, but they cannot replace discipleship that happens at the local level, so that's why discipleship is very, very important, and so today let's uh, look at discipleship in detail, okay so first first and foremost, who is a disciple? <laughs> yes, uh, I, I can hear a lot of questions, uh, answers, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so disciple as a word in New Testament comes from the Greek word metatheus. Metatheos means a learner or a student. And I, I want to take this definition a bit further and say a disciple is a learner or a student of a particular teacher. Discipleship is an ancient concept. It's not, it's not something new. If you go and if you look at the Old Testament you have disciples in the Old Testament one of the popular examples is that of Elijah and Elisha Elisha was a disciple of Elijah you have a lot of Greek philosophers who are disciples there are a lot of Indian philosophers who are disciples but if you want to understand discipleship in today's context in today's culture then you will miss some very important points about discipleship. You will not understand the intensity and the commitment that is involved in discipleship. Why? Because today's education is industrialized. Now, What do I mean by that? If you go to two schools running the same program and you go to a particular grade, there is a set syllabus there are you know there are prescribed textbooks you get what i'm 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 getting at there are there are teachers guides and manuals and there are exams that that kind of give the same kind of education to all the students in that grade so that's the reason why when we look at discipleship from today's context we will not be able to understand the importance of discipleship and the level of commitment and the level of, um, I would say, um, intensity that is involved in discipleship. So we need to go and look at the first century Judaism. And, and Jesus was a Jew, I mean if you don't know about that. So he, he was a Jew who lived in the first century. Okay? So that's why we go back to the first century Jewish culture and we look at discipleship. Because when Jesus spoke about discipleship, he was actually referring to a disciple in that culture at that time. Okay, so when you when you look at um, you know the, the the Jewish culture or a Jewish society at that at that time at the time of Jesus, all this all the children, uh, you know, at at a very young age were actually trained on Torah, Torah is the first five books of the bible and during the time of jesus there were primary schools in 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 jewish society so there were primary schools which actually trained mainly boys from the age of 6 to the age of 14 okay and then after you you graduate from these primary schools then you had to uh you, if you if you had the desire to study more like if you're a student and you have a desire to study more, then you had to find a teacher. So most of, the, most of the students who wanted to become scribes, or judges, or teachers, or heads of synagogue, they all, they, all, they, they, they all used to go and find a teacher, and they used to become the student of that teacher. So what that meant was that they went and lived with the teacher, number one, So, when they lived with the teacher, there was an impartation of knowledge that happened. So, there was an impartation of information. Uh, Information exchange happened between the teacher and the student. Number two, the student actually learned the values of the teacher, the style of the teacher, the character of the teacher, the habits of the teacher, and the purpose of the teacher. So there was two levels of exchange that that used to happen. Not just the information exchange, but a lifestyle exchange. At the end of his discipleship, when the student was fully trained, he became just like the teacher. He became just like the teacher. And he was able to reproduce the teachings of the teacher at will. So let's look at one of the verses in the Bible which talks about it. So let's look at Luke chapter 6 verse 40 it should be up on the screen is it up on the screen yeah cool so so (laughs) yeah so verse 40 says students are not greater than the teacher but the student who fully who is fully trained will become like the teacher this is jesus talking it's the sermon on the plane in luke chapter 6 but Jesus is saying that when the student is fully trained, he becomes like the teacher. So let's summarize the definition of a disciple. A disciple a disciple is one who, who's, who follows a teacher. He's a learner. He's a student. He follows the teacher. He has a high level of commitment and he has got a heart to learn. And once the student is fully trained, he becomes just like the teacher he becomes just like the teacher and is able to reproduce the teachings of the teacher okay so what is discipleship today in church context discipleship today in church context means a disciple is a follower of jesus a disciple is a follower of jesus now just let's apply the definition to the follow up of, of uh, definition that we just uh, went through to being a follower of Jesus being a follower of Jesus not just involves doing things that Jesus did but it also involves living the life that Jesus lived living like Jesus in in prayer in in in, in prayer life having a life a prayer life that of Jesus trying to live in holiness Like Jesus living in the spirit like Jesus living in in the power of God like Jesus so it is it is a total transformation that happens when you follow Jesus it is not just doing things or talking uh, uh, you know memorizing some verses and trying to reproduce those but there is a lifestyle change that happens when you follow Jesus and that's a disciple of Jesus and that change cannot happen through our efforts it can't happen through through you know I can't say hey I want to for next 50 days I want to do this 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 things and I am and by doing all these things I will become a disciple of Jesus no you need to let the Holy Spirit work on our life when the Holy Spirit works on our life that's when the transformation comes and then we are, we are, from the inside out, we are made more and more, more and more like Jesus. Amen? Let me tell you this. Jesus and God, they desire you and me to be disciple of Jesus. Jesus and God. If you look at the scripture and study the scripture, we'll look at three instances where you can see their desire. Jesus and God, they both desire that you and me will become his disciples of Jesus. So the first instance is about the ministry of Jesus. So let's look at the ministry of Jesus. The ministry of Jesus can be divided into three parts or three phases. Okay? The first phase of Jesus's ministry is, is, is a phase where Jesus was very popular people were pressing in on Jesus they wanted him to touch them he wanted them they wanted him to heal them So that was a that was a phase when Jesus was very very popular now then comes the second phase of Jesus's ministry where Jesus starts teaching and preaching and talking about about the kingdom of God about himself about the Sabbath about the Jewish customs then the opposition starts coming then people start leaving Jesus. That's the second phase of Jesus' ministry. And the third phase of Jesus' ministry is when Jesus spent all his time with his disciples, discipling them. Now look at the conventional wisdom. If you look at, uh, uh, if if you t- look from a uh, uh, wisdom of today, you'd say that Jesus should have done everything possible to maintain his popularity, because he was very popular. He was reaching a lot of people. If he had to build a kingdom on this earth then the the best chances were if he was very popular and if he was reaching to a large audience of, of, of people around him but Jesus actually chose to be with his disciples and to disciple them and I believe that he did that because it was God's plan to reach the world and transform the world through discipleship that's number one number two matthew chapter 28 verses 18 and 19 and 20 the great commission what was the first goal of the church or the early disciples it says that i have the power jesus jesus mentioned that i have the power and authority take this power and authority go and make disciples of all ethnic group that was the first goal of 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 uh, you know the first goal given by Jesus to the church you, you are with me and the third one the third point which is really interesting is that the New Testament if you look at the New Testament and search the word disciple you will get the word disciple at least 260 times whereas when you search the word Christian you get only three times um, only three times the word Christian appears so New Testament was written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It was God who wrote the New Testament, and for God, disciple being a disciple was very important, and and that's why I, I can I can boldly make this statement and say, hey, Jesus and God, they desire you and me to be His disciples. Okay, so so let's go to um, uh, go to the next um, next part of uh, discipleship what is the problem that we see in church today when it comes to discipleship now when when someone is talking about discipleship in the church it's most likely that they're talking about a discipleship program or a discipleship course that is being run in church and they are attending that course or or a program and that's why they they consider themselves to be disciples of christ there is the uh, there is there is another set of people who who kind of think that they are disciples because they have a mentor and 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 they are being discipled by the mentor and there is a large section a third and the large section of people who think that discipleship is an option they 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 think that discipleship is an option now they don't want to be discipled at all now if you if you think that if you think uh, from a, from a scriptural standpoint if you if you say that i don't want to be discipled it means that, it means that i don't want to follow christ i don't want to live like christ i just want the label of being a christian and and i think that that point you know and we'll look at it later that this the option of choosing to become a disciple or not is not there in the bible is not there in the Bible. So so there are three you know there there is one category of, of people in the church where where they're, you know who, who don't understand what is discipleship. There's another category of people who don't want to be discipled. And there's a third category where 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 you know and it's a very small category where you know where, where people kind of understand about discipleship but but you know they they're they're trying to do what they can but but you know they have a long way to go before they disciple the whole church. Now, the, if you look at, the, uh, look at the definition of disciple in the Bible, the Bible says that a disciple is a follower of Christ. It's such a simple definition. That why there is so much confusion in the church today? Why there is so much confusion in the church today? So, I was looking at the history of church, and I found two reasons. Uh, I, I actually found many reasons, but there were two important reasons why today discipleship is is not prominent in church and people are confused about discipleship the first reason is uh, you need to go back to the history uh, you need to go back to the fourth century a.d to understand the reason why um, you know discipleship um, you know to understand why, why the church doesn't consider discipleship important today okay the, so let's look at um, how many of you have heard of apostles creed oh, okay uh, good and how many of you have heard of Nicene Creed? Okay. if you're if you're a, you a traditional, you know, if you're a traditional, um, you know, if you come from a traditional Protestant background or from a Catholic background, you would have heard of the Apostles' Creed and the, and the Nicene Creed. Now, um, in fourth century A.D., the Church was had a lot of problems. You know, there were Christians who disagreed with one another on almost everything. The, the, and the church was under attack by the Jews because the Jews did not believe Jesus to be the Messiah. They were all, the church was also under attack from other groups like the Gnostics. And, 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 and these groups were trying to influence the, 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 the early teachings of the disciples and they were bringing in a lot of uh, hersey into, into, the, into, the Christian, um, into the Christian life. So, the early church leadership, what they did was, they got together and they listed down the absolute essentials of faith, of Christian faith, absolute essentials. And, and then they formulated those absolute essentials into two creeds. One is the Apostles' Creed and the other one is the Nicene Creed. Now, the, 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 the funny part of, of, or, or the interesting part of, of these two creeds is that the, these two creeds, they talk about the birth of Jesus. They talk about the crucifixion of Jesus, but they don't talk about the life and the teachings of Jesus. And, and, and the confusion that we have today can be attributed to that, because when we, when we, started, when we stopped focusing on, 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 on the life and the teachings of Jesus, and, and don't hear me wrong, I do consider that the birth and crucifixion of Jesus are absolutely important. But I also consider that the life and teachings of Jesus are very important, equally important. So, so when, we, when, we sta- when we started considering the life and the teachings of Jesus to be less important than, than the birth and, and the crucifixion of Jesus, then we lost focus on what Jesus modeled for us in, 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 in his life. He modeled discipleship for us, and we lost focus on it. And because of that, today church is not focusing on discipleship. The second important point that 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 came out from my study was that um, the church had the church because of political reasons had divided people into two parts. One was the laity, the people who were only supposed to attend the church, and the second was the the priesthood or the or the, or the clergy, which included the priest and the moderator, bishop, cardinals, and 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 so they were the ones who were supposed to you know do all god's work so when when the church was divided between the clergy and the laity then what happened was that it gave an impression that that it discipleship was only for some super important christians and not for the church and because of that today you will see that there is no focus on discipleship because the church is still is still in the same influence of clergy and laity, in the, under the same influence of g- Jesus', li- Jesus Jesus's life and teaching being less important than, than the birth and crucifixion of Jesus. And that's the reason why you can see that the church is still struggling. Now, I'll g- I'll g- I want to break a myth here, where we, we, it is, it is, usually Christians, as Christians we think that you know, the discipleship is only for some important super-Christians. So let's look, turn our Bibles to Acts 4, Verse 13 you guys are with me I mean does that uh, does that make sense okay so acts chapter 4 verse 13 when they saw the courage of Peter and John and these the Jewish authorities and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus there is no qualification required to become a disciple of Jesus the only qualification is to be with Jesus when you spend time with Jesus you will become a disciple of Jesus John and Peter they were unschooled probably they dropped out of their primary school they were fishermen they were they were the least in the Jewish society but because they spent time with jesus they were able they were able to walk in what jesus had for them in the same way if we walk and spend if we spend time with jesus and i think that's that's the that's the key part that when we let jesus make us we 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 we, we are changed if we don't let jesus make us then we live our own life and these disciples they let Jesus make them and that's why they could do the things that that God had for them so so that's the so life House I just want to ask you this question Why, why should we bother about discipleship why should we bother about discipleship today why why at all we should discuss about discipleship when when we all talk about the cost of discipleship when we follow Jesus you have to give up your priorities if you follow Jesus you have to surrender your life if you follow Jesus you will have you you may because your priorities have changed you may not be able to progress well in your career so we always talk about the cost of discipleship but there is a cost of not being a disciple of Jesus and that's that's really important to know that Jesus in, in John ten ten Jesus says that I have an abundant life for you an abundant life for you which is which is you know which is let's read that verse uh, uh, John ten and ten it says a thief has only one thing in mind he wants to steal slaughter and destroy but I have come to give you everything in abundance more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow. Jesus has come to give us an abundant life. Life in its fullness, which and when, when Jesus gives the life that he's promised, it will overflow. If if you are not if you're not being intentionally discipled by Jesus, you are unintentionally being discipled by the world and the culture around you you cannot say that I I will not be discipled by anyone that is that is not possible you will either be discipled by the world and the culture around you or you'll be discipled by Jesus Christ when when you when you and 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 this is this is really important okay this is really important because what is that abundance that Jesus Jesus is talking about now if you if you choose not to be discipled by by Jesus or you choose not to be a disciple of Jesus it will cost you a, a life of fullness uh, walking in the destiny that Christ has for you it will cost you abiding peace it'll cost you abiding rest it'll cost you uh, a, a, an experience of God's love it'll it'll you know it will cost you the hopelessness that you will face all the time in this world the cost of not being a disciple I in my in my view in my perspective outweighs the cost of being a disciple so so I think that's re- that's number one reason that there's a cost associated for not being a disciple second there is nowhere in the Bible where it says that you just accept Christ and stop there you accepting Christ is a beginning of a journey is a beginning of a journey Jesus says in John 10 27 my sheep hear my voice and they will follow me if you are a sheep of Jesus you will hear Jesus's voice and you will follow Jesus there is no other option there's other, only other option is you're not a, G, a sheep of Jesus and that's why you don't hear Jesus's voice and that's why you don't follow Jesus So accepting Jesus and saying hey that's all I want to do is is actually not an option because uh, nowhere in the Bible it says that the third and the most important thing most important reason is that Jesus is looking for people with whom he can entrust his power Jesus is looking for people with whom he wants to with to whom he wants to give his power Look at Ephesians chapter one verses nineteen and twenty. Paul writing this this verse. I also pray that you will understand the incredible goodness of God's power for us who believe him. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the places of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms God is looking at you and me all authority all authority in heaven and earth is given to me are you ready to take it are you ready to take it when you when when we think about discipleship and take it seriously and become disciples of Jesus we walk in the fullness that God has for us we walk in the destiny that God has for us and this is all backed by the power of God it's all backed by the power of God we are not alone here it's God who's with us Emmanuel is with us we are at the the right place at the right time this is this is I think we are you know I always believe that we are at the right place at the right time this is the place where you know the transformation of this world will start And we are in GTA and 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 in Ontario and Canada, I think, if we take discipleship seriously, then 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 you know there is there is a lot of things that God will do through us into this world. So how so the, as an, as we conclude, let's let's understand how we can or how ca, how we can respond to this, how we can respond to this. The first and the foremost thing to do is to decide that you and I will will become disciples of Jesus. A decision in the heart that we want to be discipled. We don't want to be in that category of undiscipled disciples or undiscipled Christians. We want to be in the category where, where we are willing to be discipled. That's number one. Number two is choose a life group to go to. There's a board at the back. If you're not part of a life group, please join a life group. Your life group leader, in the role of a disciple maker, will guide you and lead you into all different things and When you go to a life group it's a it 's a family there are uh, and, and there are a lot of other people who are struggling with the same things that you may be struggling with and and it's a it's a great it 's a family where you sit and you pray with one another you you actually discuss your problems with one another and 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 in this setting that God will actually speak to you in many different ways. So join a life group. And third, build a, 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 a routine or a, or a kind of regime in your life where you, are, you have time to read the Bible, you have time to pray, and, and build that discipline in you. Because when you, when you go out into the world to disciple nations, you need that discipline to, to, to be connected to God all the time. Okay, so so before we close, I just uh, sense that this is what God is saying, and this is exactly what even Adam mentioned during worship. God is good. He wants the best for you. He wants the best for you. But it's up to us to let him work in our life. So I, I just want to ask, ask this question, and maybe you can say yes or no. Do you want God to work in your life? It's an obvious question. Answer, isn't it? (laughs) So let's. uh, I want to hand it back to uh, Adam, and uh, maybe Adam, you can lead us into prayer and uh, close the service.
1: Thank you, Lord, for these words that Ashish has brought to us this morning. Jesus, they are so um, thought-provoking. I am so encouraged by um, um, wanting to be a disciple of you, Lord Jesus. And I pray that the same is true of these guys here, Lord God. Thank you that you desire for us to be close to you through discipleship. And it's not just about saying a prayer and becoming a Christian, but it's about our continuous improving, drawing closer to you, God. And as we do the discipleship course... In our life groups coming up, Lord God, I pray that you will convict these people to um, draw closer to you and to encourage others to draw close to you, and that we will be a church of disciples that make disciples, that make disciples, and that you will be glorified, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord. Bless these people as they go this morning. May you be close to them always. Amen. Amen. I just want to plug real quick again, the discipleship course, a lot of the life groups are starting it, like last week, this week, my group starts on Tuesday, we're starting it's a 12 week course, Um, get involved because we're really going to be digging deep into what's going on here, and uh, just to echo my favorite point of what she said this morning, if you're not being intentionally discipled by Jesus, you are being unintentionally discipled by something else, and I don't want that for you. Please come for prayer if you need it. Stick around in fellowship. Go and get your kids. Have a great week. We love you.